Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. What's up? It's Johnny King, and welcome to another episode of The Johnny King Show. That was a clap. I threw the clap in there because I was pumped up, and here we are. And I wanted to speak today just about my uh, <laughs> my experience with, uh, with the episode I put out a couple episodes ago where I sat down with my buddy Rashawn and Andre <clears throat> and started talking about all the things going on with George Floyd's death, as well as systemic racism, uh, prejudice, all all the buzzwords that are going around on the internet these days. And uh, I will. I, this is going to be a quick episode, but only just to share. And I thought it was important to share is that you know I I went into that interview really feeling I was like shoot. I got to get my ducks in a row. I got to do research. I got to do this. I got to do that. I don't want to come off as sound stupid. I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to. And and then that is normally my my old go-to, which is like, you got to be perfect. You got to have it all put together. Otherwise, why put yourself out there? Well, over the last 10 years, I've been shedding that. <laughs> and there's a part of me that uh, likes to find that fine line between being authentic and real uh, and prepared and yet not so prepared <laughs> or thinking that I need to be so prepared that nothing ever happens and it doesn't actually take place. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to jump into this and uh, whatever happens, happens. But I will tell you, I was I was most nervous of that recording of that episode than I have been for any episode so far of my Johnny King show. And it's because I care for these guys. Um, I care for for humanity. I just feel like a big part of who I am and and the empathy that I have in my heart is for all people. I just love people. I love interacting. Um, And over this past couple of weeks, certainly there's been a lot more focus on, I've seen so many posts of people being like, oh my gosh, like I didn't notice, you know, something happened and then I noticed my reaction to it. And I think that's you know, part of the the prejudice or white privilege. And I'm like, oh man, I've been noticing a lot of that stuff too. And so I say all that just because I was just, <laughs> if, you, if you've listened to that episode or whether you have or you haven't, I, I will honestly go on record and just say the first 30 to 40 minutes, at least of my part, Rashawn and Andre, man, they know their shit. They're articulate. They're smart. They know, you know, they're black men. They they're experiencing it. I felt like I was coming, <laughs> and I believe I was. I came off as much of that token white guy as I could have. I was not proud of of how I was. Uh, I, it was like one of those moments where, and I've had that when I've been like, you know, it's like junior high or high school, and I'm with a really pretty girl, and like, I'm I'm almost looking at myself from third person, where I'm like watching myself speaking words. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I see my lips moving and I'm like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> and I felt like I was I was having that experience 
with them where I was like, I was so much in my head over being overly analytical and, and kind of, yeah, critical of my own words such that if you know me or if you've heard, you know, if you've listened to a fair amount of episodes, I was, um, it wasn't that I was disingenuous. I just was very nervous. And, and I think it came across, I think over the, the period of the hour and 15 minutes that we were talking, I was like in my head coaching myself, be like, just relax, dude, you got to start somewhere. Just be grateful. Like give yourself props that you're even having this conversation. Right. And so, um, you know, I've talked to so many other people who, <clears throat> who know, you know, white, white people who know their shit and, and they're very, very much on the, uh, on the side of knowing <laughs> where all this stuff comes from and why it's such a big problem. And I, I, I've learned again so much. I'm so grateful that all of this is happening. I think it's the, it's, it's about time for things to majorly shift. And I keep hearing that, you know, <clears throat> Black people, Hispanic people, uh, Native Americans, like every everyone who's not in the, the the majority of power, let's say, are saying like, hey, this is our issue. However, we, we're not in a position to change this. It must be changed by white people. And I'm kind of like, what do we do? And so <clears throat> I think a lot of us are maybe asking the same thing if you're white and listening to this. is like, And you're starting to see just a ton of people saying, you can do this, you can do this. And you're like, oh, yeah, I, I can do that. Absolutely. But it's really interesting just to, to, to go back and look at my own kind of reaction to things. It's, it's like, I, it's similar but very dissimilar. So don't, don't lose me on this. I'm not comparing. <clears throat> it's kind of a weird comparison to think about coronavirus uh, as well as all that's, that's going on right now since George Floyd's death and the previous 400 years before that of, of you know, maltreatment of black people. <clears throat> and that is ultimately that the first couple of days that the coronavirus thing hit, I was like, uh, like I was just very cavalier about it. I was like, this is not a big deal. Like it's going to pass. People are making it a big deal. It's, it's really not my first, probably 48 hours of, of things coming up after George was, was killed. It was kind of that it, it, it wasn't meant to be obviously uh, disrespectful, but it was again a very clear sign of white privilege where i was privileged to to kind of approach it as cavalier like eh it doesn't really bother me so why should i really care like where's the incentive for me and over time and man i was my cousin which i give a shout out to has really been already supporting me a, a ton and and kind of like feeding me some like dude check out this like the netflix uh video if you haven't watched it 13th super powerful and and check out this video and this video and this video. I'm like, oh my God, like I just, I really had no idea. And I think from that standpoint, if if you are <clears throat> white <laughs> and you're listening to this and you haven't known really where to begin or what to do, like as long as you are staying humble and you're staying open to growth, which is ultimately where I've fallen back to in terms of like, Okay, Rashawn, Andre, all my other buddies who are black who can speak from experience, like just I'm I'm gonna stay totally humble and coachable. Just teach me, educate me, because I am clearly so much, you know, 
not connected with this. <clears throat> you know, I grew up in very much sheltered bubble of white middle class uh, middle America, and my bigger issues weren't, you know, any issues that my my black friends are go you know went have lived through in their past generations. It was more about me growing up fatherless and a lot of the other things I've spoken about in my podcast. So <clears throat> that was more of you know, my, my focus and that, that was kind of where I almost attempted to connect the conversation initially, if you're listening to that other podcast about confronting racism and prejudice, it's because I was looking for some form of connection. <laughs> and then after that whole like thought kind of came and went during the podcast, I was like, you know what? Don't even attempt to like, yes, you, uh, you and I, anyone listening to this, we can all empathize. We are all human beings. We all know what it means to feel loved and to feel pain, right? And to suffer. And yet, although we can all relate to those things, we don't know and nor will we, like, like I've said in the past, I'll never know what it's like to be black. I'll never know what it's like to have experienced 400 plus years, let's say, of, of a system that has built to more or less push you down. Right. I don't know what it's like to be Hispanic, uh, to immigrate, immigrate to, to the U S I don't know what it's like to be a native American. I don't know what it's to be like to be a woman. You know, when I first started my business, um, in 2010 with supporting Midwestern women who were middle-aged overweight, kind of like my mom was, I would every once in a while get a question like, what do you know about being a woman, being overweight, going through menopause? And I was like, <laughs> nothing. I, and I, nor will I. And I'm not attempting to be. If anything, I can just empathize that with the fact that you are a human being. You desire to be respected and honored and cherished and loved. And that's no different than... You or I, whether you're white or black or Hispanic or all the other shades in the rainbow, it's just like my dad who's gay. Like all, It doesn't matter your sexual preference. It doesn't matter anything other than we actually all have very much the same desires and, and truthfully, we should have all the, the same rights, but we don't. And so that's been the big eye-opener for me. And, and I think uh, it's understandable you know, that, that I was nervous because I respect these men and I respect all people. Um, but it is also interesting to go back and look at like, yeah, are there times that I was thinking about it even today. I was thinking about if like, there's times that I, I see a, a black man, I see a white man, I see a Hispanic man. Like if they have a certain energy to them, there's going to be part of me that's like kind of looking over my shoulder to see like if I'm filling up my gas, like are they coming at me? It's like I'm just looking to protect myself, right? However, I was thinking about it today and this is I think a, a part of my prejudice or call it race. I don't even know if it's racism or not. But just my prejudice is that like if I if I took two, let's say a black guy and a white guy and energetically they look threatening to me, right? And they're just walking by. I, I actually do believe I probably f will feel more threatened by the black guy than the white guy, because I feel like the black guy has more reason to actually hate me for, for the system being, or, or the cards, the deck being, uh, what am I trying to say? The, the cards being stacked against him. There you go. Then the white guy. 
and I'm like, okay, well, that's a great example of, of where did that come from? From all the years of watching cops of, uh, yeah, uh, who knows where it all comes from. It doesn't really matter except that it's not, it's not right. And it needs to be healed. You know, it needs to be, uh, focused on and, and eradicated. And that's going to take time for sure. And I realize that. And I have the empathy now for myself and for other people to, to give that grace to them for, for the, you know, the growing journey that they're on. And that's one thing I've also had a little bit of a challenge on because I have a lot of, you know, you, we've all probably seen a lot of the social media stuff out there right now. And there's a lot of pissed off people, which is totally valid, totally valid. I also see a lot of pissed off white people <laughs> who are getting angry at other white people who are like, if you are staying silent, you're part of the problem. And that I agree that partially that may be true. I also agree that that doesn't actually welcome someone into a conversation per se. Like I remember at times having conversations where someone, I'd be in a relationship and someone was just attacking to me. It's like, speak, what do you think? Tell me what you're thinking. And I'm like, hold on. Like I feel all this pressure. I know you're pissed off. I don't even know what to think. I don't even have the words to talk right now. But then I see these posts on, on Facebook that are like, if you're being silent, then go F yourself. Don't follow me. I don't want any race, racist friends. You know, go like, go take a long walk off a short pier. I haven't said that in like 20 years, but I, for whatever reason that came to mind. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, at some point, yes, the conversation has to happen, especially like it's up to, from what I'm gathering, and unless I'm wrong, from what I'm gathering, it is up to white people to make the change for everyone else you know, and, and to system, systemically, systematically <laughs> change the foundation so that we all are starting from the same start line, right? And everyone has equal opportunity to finish and finish their, you know, and live their lives however they want to live it. And, and at this point, it's certainly not been that way at all. However, to, to come at someone hot, and I'm, I'm more talking to my other white friends out there. I'm really not talking to any of my black friends because I kind of feel like, yeah, you're justified. You know, this is generationally 400 years of horrible, horrible, horrible shit. And when I see it on, well, let's just say that. When I see the stuff on I've seen on, on social media of both black and white people getting their asses provoked or beaten when they're actually walking away, like looking to defuse uh, a problem, and then you have a few bad apples of of cops that are probably losing their effing minds and just like slamming clubs or spraying pepper spray or for for no good reason, just kind of snapping. Like again, I somewhat empathize with the pressure that that cops must be under, and just the male ego, which when it's insecure, it's just going to lash out. Like I kind of understand a lot of those things being playing into this whole thing, but ultimately, that's not their that's not their place is to be kicking the ass or hurting or killing those that they're meant to protect and serve. Like when I see that on, I get fucking pissed off as well. Like I, I'm watching this on Instagram and I want to like reach through the screen and like punch, you know, <laughs> I want to react too. So I don't, I don't, I totally empathize with, with the reaction when people are provoked that way. And then there's rioting and everything else. But why I bring that up is because at the end of the day, you know, at least from the conversation amongst 
us individuals as, as white individuals, man, like, I don't know. And, and I really don't know. This is just how I'm feeling in the moment. And I could totally feel different tomorrow. Uh, once someone maybe hears this and, you know, puts, puts me in my place, I'm totally open to that too. It's just like, I'm not sure that if you are screaming at other white people, if you're one who's speaking loudly and you're clear with where you stand and you've worked on this for a while and you've been educated and you're yelling at other people who may not have the words or they're scared like I was, they don't want to necessarily speak up uh, out of just fear of like getting ostracized or, or ostracized or lambasted on, on social media for saying the wrong thing. You know, they feel like they're walking on, on eggshells. Like I, I can kind of see both sides. If anything, just I would highly recommend those of you that are leading the conversation just to continue it with, with love. And I'm really talking to my, to my white brothers and sisters because all I see is ultimately when, when you, when you start bringing the heat, all it does is create more and more division. And I know at least just human behavior wise, if someone comes at me out of the blue and starts just kind of like ripping on me, there's going to be part of me that's naturally going to take the defensive. Be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the hell's going on here? Like, screw you. Like there's just a part of that healthy part of the, the ego. Maybe it's healthy. Maybe it's not. Who knows? We'll, but we'll push back. And I don't think that does a whole lot for creating the healthy conversation about what needs to change. Okay. So I don't know. Again, where I'm going on with this because I'm not speaking from any notes I'm taking. I'm literally just going off of train of thought here. And all I know is that I've actually been blown away with this topic, this area that I have not put any effort into growing as a man. And I'm really excited about it because I'm like, holy shit, if anything, this will only bring me closer to more amazing people. And I, so many of, I mean, not so many, I have several black friends, men and women that are amazing people, right? As if that's a big surprise, right? But I just have lived, I've grown up in a primarily white, you know, middle class, like I said, middle America and Denver here yet again, is pretty much pretty white, you know? And so as I've been doing more and more of my men's work, I've been meeting more and more friends, men who are black and they're of course amazing men, same with Hispanics and every every other shade and it just excites me because I just love relationships in general. I just love connecting with people. For instance, today I was in I was uh, in a physical therapy and I was saying goodbye to one of the gals um she's the manager of the place and I was like, "See ya." She's like, "Hey." And uh I was like, "You good?" She's like, "I'm good." I I don't know exactly what I said. But she said, she alluded to the fact that like she just was hoping that things get better and that she was pretty stressed out. And it dawned on me because my first thought was like, well, why? What? And then also I'm like, boom, like, oh yeah. Like again, <laughs> it goes to show that I'm like, I can check out of obviously the conversation that's being had here over the last couple of weeks and a conversation that needs to continue to happen. And, and, and I cannot allow myself to kind of check out as just a white person who gets to kind of check in or check out of the conversation. It needs to be a consistent conversation that I have. And so for her, since she was black, 
I was like, oh yeah, like pay her the respect that she's, she's probably going through some serious shit, you know? And so I just kind of like bowed her, you know, kind of like just going out the door. I'm like, love you. See you next week. And, uh, you know, if you need anything, reach out to me on Facebook. And she said, I absolutely will. And, uh, and that's the thing is just to, to realize that I, I will never, I will never know what it's like to live in the shoes of, of someone who's black or someone or, or a woman or an older woman or like a Hispanic or an Asian or like whatever, right? Like I only can really speak from my own experience. And I think that's something for us to all keep in mind that, uh, to give each other grace and empathy and compassion and a little bit of patience while some people might need some more time to just educate and learn before they start to speak up and have these conversations. So if you'd like to have the conversation with me, gosh, I'm my, my, my door, my phone, <laughs> my messaging is always open because truthfully I'm as ignorant as, uh, as most. And I, I've really been very blind to all this stuff going on. So I give mad props to, um, guys like Rashawn, Andre, my cousin, Jason, so many friends, family, um, black, white, everything else that are helping me level up and become more and more aware because that's what's most important, I think, in making progress. Otherwise, as we all know, this shit is just going to keep on happening. And if we don't take care of it, then all we do is pass it on to the next generation for them to figure it out. So I don't want to do that. I want to take full responsibility for massively improving not only the quality of life and the quality of thought that I have as, as a man um, and how men are seen and portrayed and depicted in media and just respected, but also for women and for every race, uh, every ethnicity. I just want to focus on having the rising tide, you know, raise all of us up together. So, um, yeah. Thank you for, for, for tuning in. Hopefully I made some sense on this one. <laughs> if I stuck my foot in my mouth, uh, it, it hasn't, it's not the first time. It won't be the last time. Uh, I, like I said, I'm always open to being lovingly, uh, corrected. I will always, uh, appreciate constructive feedback because it makes me a better, more aware and empathetic man. And, uh, yeah. I really appreciate you tuning in. Till the next time, enjoy the rest of your day. Cheers. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. You feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.